what is what is going on, man? Long time no see. You know, got the echophone in the building, man. Missy, my brother, how you doing, man? Jay, finally, come on, man. Did you just do wrong? Did you do did you do a rock a rock impersonation? Finally, finally, at long last. <laughs> Can you smell? <laughs> we With are the rock. It's cooking. It's Hey man, man, yeah, miss man, you, brother. So man, hope you're having a good semester, man. I know we're in a long stretch, man, but um, it's good to have uh, uh, two out of the three amigos on the podcast. So. For sure, yeah. Maz unfortunately couldn't make it tonight. He was calling a softball game for the Rock Sports Network. Uh, shout out to Maz. Told me he had a good call. So, oh, so he called. He called the, um, the softball, softball game. Yeah, softball. Got you. Got you. Got you. Well. Big congrats to him. Um, hope, hope, hopefully, I'll call a game soon. But I'm trying to. I'm I'm so busy, man. But uh, shit, we'll see. We'll see, man. But um, yeah. I mean, our last episode was like before the Super Bowl, I believe. So it was, it, I mean, was after, it was after Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure. I think it was after or before. I can't remember. But I mean, anyways, we missed a lot of news, a lot of trades. Yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers got his contract finally, the two-year contract. Deshaun Watson's back in the league, hopefully, um, barring legal troubles. And I got some NBA news. And finally, we got finally we got MLB, which is I'm gonna leave for a different show, but baseball's back after the lockout. Yankees are what they're three and oh, I believe. They're playing, no, 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 they're two and oh, two. I'm sorry, two and two. So they're playing uh, I think the uh the Houston right tonight. Uh, no, tonight they're playing Toronto. Oh, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. Ah, see, baseball has been back. Uh, I forgot who was on the you, you You're caught up with the Nets Cavs right now. The, <laughs> as, we, oh, as, yeah. we, as we talk right now, the uh, playing game tournaments just started. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nets and Cavs, and then I think it's the – is it the 9-10 the in the West after this, right? Right. I think it's the um, – Pelican Spurs. Pelican Spurs, yep, yep. Yep. So I'm those games are being played tonight. So when this airs, those games have not been finalized. So, yeah. So let's uh, let that right into it, man. So the first thing uh, is the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, before I say what I have to say, uh, like, do you think that you know he 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 deserved that contract for what he got, man? Like, like what yeah. do you think? He just won the last two MVPs. I mean, but he hasn't. I mean, won a ring in like what five, six plus years. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a discussion that everyone has to talk about. Aaron Rodgers definitely has had postseason struggles. It's not uncommon. It's It's been highly noted in these last few years. But the man's coming off two straight MVP seasons. He's still a top-five quarterback in this game. And I think Tom Brady now has set this precedent where we don't know when a guy can retire. If you're still playing at the top of your game in your late 30s, early 40s, who's to say you're going to retire then? So I, I'm all for giving guys who are in their older years, like Rodgers or Tom Brady, contracts if they're still performing like the way they are. Right, right. Um, so like the notes that I've had is like so Aaron Rodgers. For people who don't know, um, he just uh, before the season or I think in the middle of the season, Aaron Rodgers signed a new deal where three um, 150 million over three years. Um, Rodgers uh, had um, that would include two votable years until the. Um, for 2025 and 2026. 
Um, Rodgers has been on the verge of a new contract, but has been contemplating either going to another team, which the Bears have been in conversation, the 49ers have been in conversation, or retiring. But he he, he came out to the decision of uh, coming back for maybe two plus years. Um, so I mean, um, as we dive into, do you think that Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, the whole also I have in my notes is that the reason why, well, one factor is that he wanted to stay because of Devontae Adams. We all know that he's going to the to the Raiders. So, like, what do you think about that? Like, well, Devontae Adams is a top three wide receiver in this league, and. I think Devontae was sort of looking for a way out. I, I think he loves Aaron Rodgers. He loved playing for Aaron Rodgers. But Derek Carr was his college teammate, so that's sort of the reason why he wanted to get shipped off to Las Vegas. I don't blame him. I mean, you got a guy that you worked with for a while in your younger years, reconnect with him. And Aaron Rodgers, I know he loved Devontae Adams, but don't get it twisted. This Packers offense is still very, very strong. Uh, you still got guys like Tunyon. And you still got guys like Lazard, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, who's really been coming on as of late. I mean, yeah, you, you lose your big X in in Devontae Adams, but this is definitely the year that the Packers draft a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it, I... it's just been every year they they need somehow need like a, a weapon for Aaron Rodgers, and the first round they either chose to go defense or they do the Jordan Love and they pack a bigger quarterback for some reason. The Packers need to surround Aaron Rodgers with some first-round offensive talent. And you know what? I fully expect him to trade up in this year's draft. Right now, I think they're sitting at the 26th pick, if if I remember correctly. Trade up. Try to get into a better draft position. Try to grab a guy like Chris Olave, who is from Ohio State, who's been very good. Jameson Williams from Alabama. These are two premier wide receivers in this draft that could be stars for you to come. And you give a guy like Aaron Rodgers that – you saw what he did with – with uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a third-round talent. Give him some really good guys to, to pair up with, and he's going to be a star for, uh, for another few years. And you know what, Aaron Rodgers? So what? You didn't win a couple of championships. You still got more time to prove. It took Matt Stafford until his – what's it now? His 14th year to win his first championship. Aaron Rodgers has way more talent than Matt Stafford. I believe he can get it done if he has the right pieces around him. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you have some – like. You made some good points. I mean, I guess my opinion is like, I feel like if he doesn't win a ring this year or this coming year, um, his window is getting a lot more narrow, narrower because, like, age factor. He's thirty eight going to thirty nine. I mean, I know Tom Brady's up there with age too. Um, he's thirty eight going to thirty nine. He's not getting any younger. And now with Devontae Adams going to Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, that brings my take even down a little further because of him not winning a Super Bowl. Because I mean, if you think about it, over the couple of years, like Adam was his top target. Um, but I, I did my research. Um, part of the reason why Aaron Aaron decided to come back was because of of Adams. And the factor, the one factor I read up on um, was that Aaron came back because of QB coach Tom Clements, who was Rogers' uh, 2006 QB coach um, with his first gig. Clements took the opportunity. After former Packers uh, coach Luke Getzey, who went to the Chicago Bears this offseason as their offensive coordinator, um, Aaron wanted to see if his longtime QB coach would come back and, co- and coach for Aaron. So obviously that that's a big factor. Um, the QB coach um, uh, Clemens said that he knew what Aaron wanted. He wants another ring, and um, 
it's good they're on the same page. So that's, that's a big factor in that too. What do you think about that at that point? Uh, yeah, I mean, the coaches' staff that they got around Rodgers is pretty good. Matt LaFleur is definitely one of the – definitely got to be a top six, seven coach in the league right now. He's young. He's brought this new high-powered offense. He's very creative. You can see the packages that they use with Devontae Adams throughout this uh, last few seasons. Uh, and then now you got a guy like A.J. Dillon in your backfield. I think A.J. Dillon's going to be a breakout star in this league just because of the power running that he brings to that offense. Aaron Rodgers has shown that he could do it with pretty much nothing for a long time. Like, look at that year when he had Jeff Janis and Randall Cobb. He's shown that he could do it with minimal weapons. So, I just say, give him a first-round wide receiver talent. Maybe you go after a guy like Sammy Watkins, who's a free agent right now. I think I think there's a few more wide receivers that are still on the market right now. Go after someone. Get him a weapon. Draft a first-round talent. Surround him. With guys that'll help him win a championship. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't put it in my notes for like for this segment, but I, I was saying that like, like even the Kansas City Chiefs are in the same predicament. I mean, with Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins, I mean, I, I feel like they have to trade. I mean, they had Juju Smith, um, but I feel like they have they have to trade for like another wide receiver in the draft. I feel like you know, um, I feel like this draft is more like D line, oh, big man heavy. Um, we got some some quarterbacks in the draft, some wide receivers, a lot of cornerbacks, but definitely there are some um some under the radar like receivers that haven't been talked about that could be some fat could be the next Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers or look Julio or Jones is still available. Julio Jones is still available. Yeah, I know he's not what he used to be. He's not the guy that was first team All Pro for how many consecutive years, but he will. I think he was underutilized in that Titans offense, and that's sort of the reason why he didn't really pan out there. I mean, injuries also played a factor, but he's a guy who's never really been injured before last year. So I think that you can see that sort of an outlier. So you bring in a guy like Julio Jones to work with Aaron Rodgers, then you drive the first-round talent. I, I, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, just the fact that when I read, uh, when I was in my research about how they're both on the same page, I mean, it could be a good sign. I mean, uh, the coach, he wants Aaron Rodgers to get a Super Bowl, and he wants to help him get that Super Bowl. So, I mean, in order for a QB coach and a coach to be on, uh, or for a player to be on the same page, that, that's a good sign. Um, actually, I'm going to change the schedule. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about, um, actually, it's the only episode I'm going to find Cause now I'm bring up my boy Lamar Jackson. You know it's been the top news of the offseason. Is Lamar gonna sign? I, I'm um, not getting me a fine for this because this is an actual this is an actual story. Yeah, this is an actual story. Um, so I mean, I took. I mean, hey, if you were looking at my notes, you'd be pretty impressive by my notes. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> after my homes, so I pray, after my homes enormous contract extension back in September 2020, he signed a massive 12 year, 502 million dollar contract bearing. Um, if he hit all the all his incidences, his base value is salary before his new deal is worth four forty seven point six million for an average of thirty nine point eight million per year. At the beginning of the year of uh, this year, the Mahomes will make a whopping forty five million per year. Clearly, Mahomes has sort of blasted wide open the be market for the modern day quarterback. So, so before I go on, like, what do you think about that? Like how, like you know, he actually started that major, you know contracts for QBs um that market so I mean well it was needed yeah for sure for quarterbacks sure. are the most important position on the field they're your leaders 
And with the TV market the way it is, the TV deal that the NFL just struck with the, the networks, Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes got paid. And they got paid big time. That's going to set a huge precedent for what you guys want your quarterbacks to get paid. And I think guys like Josh Allen are going to get paid a big amount of money. I think he already almost signed his contract extension. Yeah, you talked about Lamar Jackson for a little bit. He's definitely going to want to get an extension because, frankly, he's one of the better quarterback talents in the league right now. Joe Burrow, another guy you want to talk about. These guys deserve to get paid the big bucks because the NFL's raking in right now. It's the same discussion you go back to MLB in the in the lockout because the players wanted more money it's because of the lucrative TV contracts that the owners have signed, and the owners are being a little greedy and, and not giving that to them. And I think the NFL's case, the quarterbacks are asking for more money. The NFLs are finally go, okay, we'll give you what you, you rightfully deserve. And Mahomes finally got the big contract. Dak Prescott got the big contract. So now look forward to guys like Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow coming up. And frankly, if I'm Lamar, I, I agree with what he's doing. He's putting the bets on himself. He's saying, last year was not a great year for me. And I know the, the Ravens are going to underpay me because of that. I could take this tender this year, ball out on a $20 million deal, and then when the year comes out, the Ravens are going to have to pay me because they don't want me to leave after a year like that. So Lamar is definitely in the right in this situation. Let it play out. I get it. You want to surround more guys with him, so you want him to sign that extension now so he's not getting paid more this year. Mm-hmm. But he needs to understand. He also – you got to understand that this man needs to put some pressure on himself because that's how he plays well. Yeah, I mean, actually, that that's funny you brought up my next point because I was going to say, well, the next QB that this offseason is not a big deal, which I think I thought was surprising. You know, he's a good player was Deshaun Watson. He signed a five-year, $230 million deal um, after after coming, not, not not being able to play for like, what, one one to two years or I think it was a year and a half or a season um, because of legal troubles. Um he won. He won a legal battle, but I mean, he got paid the big bucks. Um, what do you think? I mean, f- before I go on with, with this uh, take, like, what do you think about? I mean, obviously, Watson is a key player, good quarterback, um, but he hasn't seen the field in, in like a year or two, or or like a season or two. So, like, do, do you think he deserved that that five year contract, or do you think the Browns are betting on themselves for him, or do you think that? Like, what do you think? Deshaun Watson is a great talent. Mm-hmm. For sure, for he was, sure. He was – the year before he the whole thing happened, he was the top fantasy quarterback in terms of fantasy points. And he was on a losing team. It just goes to show how like good he is. And if you surround him with the right talent, the right defensive scheme, he, he could be a successful NFL player. Problem is he wasn't going to get the big bucks because of the whole situation that happened. I don't think the Browns were going to pay him a 10-year contract. Because, you know, the, the lawsuits and all that. And they don't want to take a huge, huge gamble. Because if he turns out that he is guilty in the second trial that's going on, they're not going to pay him. So, might as well. I, I think the five-year, 230 is probably right. That's definitely where you want to be in that in that area. You got him for five years. That's, you got him in the, the prime of his career. So, now you got to build for this this little time span. Yeah, and then um, like you actually like covered like my uh, point with Lamar Jackson. Like, uh, there. Were, so I was like, "What's the holdup for Lamar Jackson?" Lamar is betting on himself. 
the 2019 MVP is entering the 2023 NFL season while making 23.2 million while playing under his fifth year option and then and expected to sign a huge deal into the 2023 season. The Ravens brass have said, as far as management coaches, they, they want to pay Jackson right now, but Jackson's like, no, wait a minute. Like, I mean, Lamar's season record is 41 and 17 overall. And his postseason record is one and four. So that's where he's saying, wait a minute. I'm hearing the critics say, I'm bad in the playoffs. So let me play this season, go hard, and then let's see what let's see what will happen. Extend the time in the playoffs. Um, in my opinion, like like you said, um, I think it's smart for Lamar to bet on to bet on himself because as his stock grows throughout the season. Um, and he changes his game, uh, he will be in line for a huge contract extension that will put him in the top five most highest paid quarterbacks salaries. Mahomes sits at 45 million, Josh Allen sits at 43 million. Um, um, and I think uh, Dak Prescott is at 40 million. It is projected that Lamar will either be above or below Josh Allen's, Allen's pay rate. Um, but we all saw what Cousins did. I mean, he, he, he exercised that option, and now he got to pay the big bucks. Um, so, I mean, Allen was the first QB out of Lamar's draft class to get that deal, that extension. So, I mean, that's well, another thing. Yeah. So. Well, I, Donald didn't get an extension because he got traded. Yeah. Rosen's not playing anymore. Baker now is going to go to another team. And, yeah, so – Lamar is in a sort of tricky spot here because yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm going to go back to another Ravens quarterback. Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco. Yeah. Joe, Joe Flacco, the first four seasons of his career, he had made two AFC championship games. Mm-hmm. He had lost both, one of the Steelers, one of the Patriots, and he was in line for an extension. And the and he, I think this is almost a similar sort of story where the Ravens literally told him, like you gotta give us a good run here, and if you choke in the AFC Championship game again, we won't pay you as much. And then, you know, the rest of the story. Joe Flacco went all the way to the Super Bowl, beat the 49ers, gave the Ravens their second Lombardi, and then he got the biggest contract extension a quarterback's ever received. So, that I think it's a similar situation. I think Lamar Jackson, Ravens literally told him. We've seen your playoff success. We've seen what you've had in recent years. These last two years were not as good as your MVP year. You sort of regressed a little bit. If you could show us improvement in the season when you're paying $20 million off the tender, then uh, we'll pay you. We'll pay you the big bucks, but you got to show that to us. And I think Lamar's saying, you know what? Or, or, and then the Ravens also say that. Or you could sign your extension now and be guaranteed that money. And Lamar goes, I'll take the first option. And you know what? I don't think it's completely crazy like most people think it is, because we've seen Lamar. Whenever he doubts, whenever people doubt Lamar Jackson, he bounces right back. Look at him in Louisville. Louisville didn't think he was going to be a quarterback. He only got three Division two one offers. He went to Louisville, became a Heisman winner. But in the NFL, they wanted him to be a receiver. They thought, oh, the Chargers might draft that and make him a receiver or something like that. Nope. First round draft pick, quarterback for the Ravens. Became an MVP in his second year. When he is doubted, Lamar Jackson plays the best. And you know what? He's doubted again. I'm pretty sure he's going to play very well. 
Yeah, it's funny because like when I met you, uh, Aunt, like when you first when I met you and Mez, I went when you told me you were like you saw my face when I first met you, like when I when you said that you're a Ravens fan, man, because like living in Jersey, New York area, like a lot of you know Jets fans, Giants fans, Miami fans, and it, and it's cool to see like me and you are on the, on the same page with like for for once, man, for once <laughs> with Lamar Jackson, um, because you know I love I love I love the I love to say the man's name, man. That if I get fined like five bucks an episode, but um, I mean, like he's very humble. But now the question is, um, where I see where Lamar needs an agent is off the field antics. You know, we saw back in 2019 and 2018 what he was jet skiing and he almost hurt hurt himself, right? No, he's playing football on a beach and he tripped over a jet ski. Oh, okay. I, I thought I thought he was riding a jet ski and he like the, it tipped over. So he was playing football in the water and he tipped. Yeah. See, so that's where I see. So I get from the financial side, he's good as his own agent because um, he's he, he's smart. But I feel like where he needs. I, I mean, I don't know who's in his in his ear or who's in his head, but like someone needs to tell him, like you know, man, this ain't right, man. Like you just like you know, stop hurt like putting yourself in places to hurt yourself you know what i'm saying and like that's where the line i draw a line with him having an agent but i'm all for it him not having one because of what he's doing right now like i feel like if he had an agent by now he would have signed a contract and it wouldn't have been a contract that he's looking for for next season so i mean yeah. he's like, like like we both said he's bidding on on himself and um like you said like he shocked a lot of people like Oh, they say he wasn't gonna win MVP that that season. Uh, he did win it. Um, unanimous MVP, not just like you know, not just like straight set stone MVP. Unanimous. So, I mean, that's just saying something. Um, but yeah, I was like I said, we all know he represents himself, so it's a good thing that that he's in no rush. But a lot of Ravens fans, I follow a lot of Ravens pages on Instagram and Twitter. And they say that they're kind of mad that he doesn't sign something right now because, like, that's holding us up from signing other key players. You know, like, after the second, we're going to talk about, you know, the free agency and what we think about that. So, like, I mean, we had a chance to get Bobby Wagner. I mean, obviously, he wants to stay on the West Coast. Um, he's a West Coast kid. Um, I mean, we could have signed, you know. Um, like, who else were we in the talks with? Uh, I know Wagner. I know what was on the market. Uh, it was Darius Smith, but then you know the, the, the Darius. Oh, that. Yeah, that. Um, and I mean, a lot of my friends and my cousins have said that the reason why players don't want to go to the Ravens is because the way Greg Roman has set up the offense is for Lamar. He's a dual threat quarterback. He can run and pass the ball, but you know he, he only targets you know Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown sometimes, and most of these. Big targeted receivers want a Mahomes or a Brady. I'm not saying Lamar doesn't have. A, I'm saying that like those my players ain't coming to us. It's because Lamar plays different than other quarterbacks. I'm not, I'm not saying that's wrong or right. That's the facts. I mean, we what we're like eight nine weeks into free agency and we had to sign a big name receiver. I mean, we had Bateman, um, which I've seen they've been working in Florida uh, together, looking real good, getting that connection. I know AB's in the. AB's in this conversation, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I want him. Um, but I don't, like, don't want to be. But like, what do you think about that? Like, you know, all these top names. I mean, I think we had Tyron Matthew, mate, but he he, he hit a visit with, like with the Saints the, uh, the other week. 
I'm sorry. The Ravens don't need Tyron Matthew. No, I'm just saying, like, players who have listed for us, like, they're like, interested in. I mean, so, like, what do you think about that, man? Like, how these top, like, top free agents don't want to sign with us because of Lamar's play style, like? Um, I don't think so. I, you don't think so? I think offensive linemen and running backs would love the chance to play with Lamar Jackson. Like, look at the Ravens are going after Melvin Gordon, I heard, uh, yesterday. So, they want there. There are guys that want to play for Lamar Jackson. Receivers are tougher because they don't want to be in a run-centric offense. That's why I think you're trying mm-hmm. to allude. To yeah. Them. Yep. 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 Exactly. But overall, I think many players would love to play for Lamar Jackson, especially because he's just a great leader. He's like you said, he doesn't get in any trouble. The locker room atmosphere in the Ravens is definitely one of the best I've always heard, and I, I just think overall they just got a great system. They've won, I think the what fit them out the fifth most games since the year 2000 of mm-hmm. any team. So they have a, a winning formula that they've had for 20 years and they continue to win. So you want to go to a winning franchise, they choose the Ravens. So that that's uh that's why I think about that because I think Lamar Jackson definitely brings a good leadership quality to this team. And uh that definitely attracts some free agents. Like, I don't know. I, like, like, I don't know if you have Twitter, but I know if you follow uh, Humphrey and Mala Humphrey and like Lamar on, on Twitter, like they in Jefferson, Tony, uh, he's funny, Tony Jefferson. Um, they they try to recruit players, but it just ain't working. Like, I mean, Lamar was like, "Yo, listen, I'm gonna step back. Let let the front office do their do their recruiting. Cause I'm I'm gonna sit back." Um, but I mean, who wouldn't want to play the Ravens, man? Like, we were no, we are known before Lamar. Came to town like we were known as a defensive team, you know. Ray, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Nada. I mean, like, who wouldn't want to play with the Ravens? Like, I mean, I know that then again, it comes with Lamar's, you know, contract of, about us giving more money for us to sign players because the cash space is kind of like you know, narrow because we can't really sign too much players for like, like, we can't sign a Terry Hill kind of player type contract, you know, with the money that we do have right now. So, yep. I mean, where, so we're us being a Ravens fan, where do you see us in like the standings next year? Like, I know Steelers. I think the Ravens will be second in the AFC North. Second in the AFC North. What about I, think the the Beng- I think the Bengals are going to be first. I think the Ravens out of the three wild card teams are definitely, I think they'll be the second wild card team. Second wild card. So you're not even putting this in the top tier, like conference, like, Mm, I don't see it. I, I love the Ravens. I think they're going to be a good team this next year, but you can't contend with teams like the Chiefs, the Chargers. I think the the Broncos have definitely gotten better. The Raiders got better. The Browns got better. The Bengals got better. The Patriots, the Bills, the Dolphins got way better. Like, there's so many teams in the AFC this year. The AFC is so condensed with great teams. That it's it's tough because even a team like the Ravens that probably in a normal year with a with a good conference would probably be a division winner. They're gonna mm-hmm. get sidelined because there's just so much good competition in the American football conference this year. So I, I think they'll definitely be second. I think the Bengals will be in first because they're the reigning Super Bowl champs and they, they only got better. And I think the Browns will be in third because I think it's just gonna be a new trial year with uh with Sean Watson there. I think they, they lost a few guys like Landry, Beckham. They lost a few key pieces on their defense. So I, I don't see the Browns really contending for the division championship that much this year. But years two and three under Watson are definitely going to be a lot better. 
I mean, I mean, I'm looking at our, our well, they don't have the actual games like for the dates for next year, but they had like the home and away opponents. Obviously, we, we play our our division uh, teams twice. So I got Steelers, Browns, Bengals. Then our at a conference against their um, well, yeah, they, they have Falcons at these are home opponents: Falcons, Bills, Panthers, Miami, and Broncos. And then our away opponents are out of the Steelers, Browns, Bengals. We got the Patriots, Saints, Jets, Buccaneers, and um, Jaguars and Giants. I mean, we do have a fair. I mean, there's some teams that are like you know that are wins that we should win. Um, so I mean, our our schedule kind of are kind of favorable. I mean, we don't play the Chiefs. I don't think this year. Which is kind of surprising because, like, you know, I mean, obviously we're Lamar's like one and four, one and three against the Mahomes. But when they play, I mean, they it's a box office show. Well, usually so, the way the schedules worked is all first, like, first place teams and all playoff teams, I think, have to like, or first place teams have to play first place teams in the AFC. And Lamar just got like, had to play Mahomes like, what, four years in a row just because. They were first place, first place, and then the one year they had to cycle back AFC West opponents. It's just been weird. That's why they've always played Mahomes every year. But um, I, I think the, the Ravens are going to come this year probably in like the 10, 11 spot in the power rankings, and they got to have some big key wins if they go. They're going to move forward because they're definitely going to be playing teams that are going to challenge them. I think this year they play the NFC South. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're going to be playing like teams like the Falcons, the Saints, Panthers, Bucks. So it's not the best division to play in the NFC because they're probably the worst division in football right now. But when you got to versus the Bucks, it's going to be it's going to be a, a challenge. I think Lamar Jackson's got to really buckle down this season because if he wants that big payday, he's going to need to really uh, step up his game. Yeah. So uh, moving off the Ravens, I mean, like we talked about Bobby Wagner, we talked about other, like, what are your surprising, you know, free agent signs throughout the league? Like, what do you think that caught your eye? So, of course, Tyree Kill was definitely the biggest trade and sign that we've seen because yeah. Tyree Kill's a top five receiver. And the mm-hmm. Dolphins were definitely a needed one, but you got a guy like, you, you got a guy like Jalen Waddle in that offense, and then you add Tyree Kill to it. That's going to be potent. I still don't think Tua Tagovailoa is that special. So I still think the Dolphins might be on the hunt for a quarterback still, even though they lost out to the Sean Watson sweepstakes. Look for the look for the uh, Dolphins to maybe make a move for a quarterback here. I don't know. This could be uh, definitely intriguing, this draft. Is uh is is Parker still a free agent or did he sign with the well, Miami? Parker signed with the Patriots. Oh man, so that's another. I mean, kind of yeah. top tier receiver that that they lost. I mean, I I think my, I think my uh because we were in class when I mean it was the Jets or the Miami that there that he was going to and um like everyone thought the Jets the Jets and then all of a sudden oh Adam Schefter um Adam Schefter tweeted that he's going to the uh, Miami so. I mean, but I, I think for me, the most surprising was I, I would say Bobby Wagner because I, I mean, I follow the Ra- I mean, I follow the Rams or Twitter, like the Ravens and Rams, like you know, Twitter pages, and like they're like, oh, Wagner's in Baltimore, Wagner's in Rams, like he's staying an extra night in Baltimore, or whatever. And like, I mean, I know he he's come from Seattle, coming from the West Coast, 
But I thought that he could be the next, like, Ray Lewis for us, man. Like, holding down that middle with Mosley. I mean, why not? I mean, we have a good defense. But I think that was, that's my shocker. I mean, I mean, I know. But that, but the, th- the question is that how, how much money do the Rams have? Because they just signed Donald to a contract. I mean, now they Donald signed. and Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson. I mean, I, mean, I, I think – Correct me if I'm wrong. I think OBJ is still on the team, but I think he might no, be a free agent. No, 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 no. OBJ's gone. He's, um, a, he's a free agent. No, Odell signed somewhere already. He signed uh, somewhere? Yeah. Um, no, I don't know that. I thought he was still on the market. Oh, no, no, no. I think actually you're right. He's still on the market. Because he's he hurt. He's, I think in the ACL is coming from the ACL. Yeah, well, it's going to be tough. I know you, you were saying earlier that you wanted the Ravens to sign him, but. I don't think he's the guy that Ravens should be looking at because he's. I mean, I would say if he didn't go down because he had a good game in the in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, oh, no, if, he, if he didn't get injured, I'd say yeah, but. But sure, I that's mean, not the case. Yeah. Um, but uh, but back to back to the point where you're saying uh, a free agent that you were surprised. Yeah, I think it was I think it was I'm, Wagner. Yeah. Well, you said Wagner, but I, I'm gonna say J.C. Jackson. J.C. Okay. J.C. Jackson was definitely a top cornerback in the league. And the Patriots could have franchise tagged him for this year. But they chose to let him walk, and the Chargers snagged him right up. And the Chargers, we, we aren't talking enough about their free agency. They freaking dominated. They got Von Miller. They got J.C. Jackson. I think they added one more else to that, uh, someone else to that defense. But they definitely ramped up the, def- the defense. You add Derwin James already to that defense. You got Kenneth Murray already. Just Joey Bo- uh, Joey Bosa up to that defense as well. The Chargers have built a legitimate defense mm-hmm. coming into next year with this free agency period. Get ready for them to be a top-five defense, and then you match that up with Justin Herbert in the offense, with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I think the Chargers might be the surprise division winners of the AFC West this year. Well, that's, a, that's a good take because, I mean, I didn't think – like they had it. They've got uh, – they also got – I think you mentioned a Khalil Mack. Yeah, um, Mack, you're right. I forgot. That was the person I was, remember, was trying to remember. Khalil Mack, like Von Miller, and JC Jackson. To yeah. one defense. I think I think my other my other sleeper, um, or my other shocker trade was um who was it? I think it was um now I think it was Von Miller because I mean obviously, I mean good good linebacker. I mean, but uh with that massive contract, I mean for the bill, I'm not sure how long. I think it's like six years, five years. But I mean, obviously, he he, he definitely deserves it. But I mean, to the Bills, I mean, I thought he would go to like a more well-known, established defense. Like, I'm not saying the Bills' defense is, is terrible. I'm saying I, I'm surprised that he went to like a team that's like because of Justin Allen's and Stephon Diggs is there. I thought they're like more of an offensive team than a defensive team. So yeah, another shocker. Like, and, and plus that broke the 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 linebacker barrier, like Bobby Wagner, and like they were saying that that's why Bobby also, I think he's, I think he manages himself too. I don't think he has an agent as well. So yeah, he signed his own contract. So I guess he was waiting for Bobby Wagner. I mean, for a Bob Miller to sign his deal to see how, what the market was. But I mean, compared to the Ravens and like they, these, these teams have, these teams have more calorie or salary cap space to sign players. Like, so we're kind of in that in that narrow boat. But 
yeah, it's been a crazy offseason, and there's still more players on the market, like Tyron Matthew, uh, I said. I know we got to start at Marcus Williams um, and Morgan Moses, man. So we got some some good players off the market. Yeah, I mean, Hassan Reddick to the Eagles, Darius Smith to the Vikings, just Chandler Jones to the Raiders. It's just been a lot of players that's just been moving to different teams. And, and next year is going to be very interesting because I already talked a little bit earlier about how top-heavy the AFC is. Yeah, the AFC is going to be way better than the NFC, um, but it's just been a lot of moves and a lot of teams have gotten a lot better. And then I, I'm I'm really excited for this draft, man. I always love the NFL draft. It's such oh, an yeah. exciting time. Uh, I think it starts the 27th this year. Yeah. So get okay, I'm I've been wearing my draft book for uh, for a few months now. So yeah. Well, well, thank God you. Uh, well, I didn't put this on my notes, but I, I should have. But I mean, thank God you brought this next segment because that was the next. Um, who do you? So we have the 14th pick. I see a lot of reports saying we can get Sauce Gardner as a corner yeah. because are you yeah. think, like who do you have on your list at 14 uh, for, for us for the Ravens? Yeah, for the rate because I mean we have. I like, want Tyler Linderbaum. Linderbaum, center from Iowa. Ravens need offensive line help. We just lost Bozeman. Our interior offensive line has just been decimated. I mean, I think with Stanley coming back, he'll be our left tackle. Moses will be the right tackle. I think the, the guards, we got Zeitler on the right, and the left guard's just a big hole right now. And center's a big hole now with Bozeman gone. I heard McCarty might go to center, but I don't like that. I'd rather have Linderbaum because I've seen some of his tape. Great run blocker. He goes to sec- He can shoot to second level real quick. Mm-hmm. And he's a good pass blocker. He's very, he's a very uh, three-tooled offensive lineman. He could pull as well, and the Ravens love to pull their, their guards and centers. So I, I want Tyler Linderbaum to, to get drafted at 14 because I think he's just a good fit for this offense. I've already heard that Marshall Yonda has been training him. So mm-hmm. when you got a, a Ravens legend like Marshall Yonda, also an Iowa offensive lineman. I forgot about Yonda, man. So I, I, I expect the Ravens to take Linderbaum, and I, I would not – I'd be very happy if they took Linderbaum. Um, there's another big man. Um, he, he's, he's, he's probably gonna be gone, probably in the top five, top ten. But um, uh, another big line, Trevor, um, Trevor Penning. Oh, he's nice too, man. I like, I'll take him too yeah. if he's available. Like, he, uh, watching the draft combine, like, it's kind of boring, but it, it, it was actually this year, it was exciting because, like, all these big linemen moving fast. Um, like, uh, like, but like Trevor Pinning, like this dude, like <laughs> he gets angry at everything. He he beats the other player on the other side of the ball. He is scary, and that's scary yeah. to say when he's not drafted yet. I mean, the man's a monster, like six, seven, three hundred something pounds. Um, that's what we need. I mean, so I don't take either Lennon Bomb or or Pinning, like. If, if they're available, I mean. Yeah, I mean, Ravens need offensive lineup, and I think they definitely need help at linebacker as well since we weren't able to get Bobby Wagner. Uh, I know they signed LJ Fort and Josh Vines again, so they'll be stand-ins as well. But I, I still think they should try to draft another edge rusher linebacker if they can. Yeah. Um, do you think the, like, uh, do you think the Steelers um, should draft the quarterback? Because they do have yes. Trubisky. And yes. Ned Rudolph. I feel like yes. Ned Rudolph. You really think that's a question? <laughs> well, like what people, they, they still have Mitch Trubisky 
and Mason Rudolph. What what pick do they have though? I mean, I mean, I know this. Um, they have pick oh, number sixteen, I think, or seventeen. I heard I heard Pickett might be a a, a quarterback of their liking. Uh, I, I, from, uh... I'm not on Pickett. I don't think Pickett's as good as everyone says he is. I, I think he had a great college career. I think he's got some of the measurables, but I just think he's not as mature as some of the other quarterbacks. And sometimes he can be a little cocky. And Baker Mayfield was a little cocky back in, back in college. I, I just don't see him being a premier quarterback in this league. On the other hand, a guy like Malik Willis, mm, I oh, think yeah. he would, I think he is going to be a superstar. Yeah, with him, like think about it. That's a good point. Think about it. Lamar, um, Burroughs, uh, who, uh, Watson, and now potentially Wilkes. Uh, yo, Willis. Oh Willis, I'm sorry, but um, Willis, like that potentially that division will be star studded. I, I just think Malik Willis has Russell Wilson potential. Oh, for sure. I, you, you he's that, small. He's crafty. He's got a big time arm. He can did, throw outside the numbers. Saying, the guy one? is a superstar at Liberty. I get it. Sometimes you don't want to trust the, the smaller name schools like the Carson Wentz's and the Trey Lance's because they're from smaller schools. But I just – I love Malik Willis's talent. He's fast. He's quick. He can get outside. He can do what he wants. If the Steelers get him, I'm going to be really sad because I know that the Ravens are going to have to deal with him for years to come. Yeah, I mean, did you see that man's bombing throughout his pro day? Like That was yeah. like a 70-yard pass. Exactly. I'm telling you, bro. He's going to be – He's definitely be a first round talent. I don't know if he's going to go to the Steelers or uh, I've heard the Panthers as well, but I don't know. Now, um, I, I, I forgot to put this on the on the list, but speaking of the Steelers, I mean, I know the Steelers have lost a lost Deshaun. I mean, I mean, um, Dwayne Haskins. Um, it's crazy, man. Um, oh yeah, just how it happened. Um, apparently, uh, he was in Florida training with a couple of wide receivers. Um, and I, I haven't seen the official report, but I see a report from Twitter saying that, like, the rental car that he was driving ran a gas. But just trying to investigate investigate why, like, he was trying to cross the highway. Um, but I had one problem, though, and that, that was with Adam Schefter. Yeah. Um, the way – I mean, we had to brush on this real quick because um, I know this is not – Adam Scepter's first radio with like false reporting, um, and mishaps. It wasn't a Twitter. false report. It's just the well, way or, or not a false report. I'm saying like mishaps in the yeah. like, reporting um, or mistakes. And uh, like like the Twitter family caught on real quick with this tweet. Um, he 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 immediately deleted the tweet. I think I took a screenshot of the original tweet, but he he said that he, he basically what the tweet was saying how like Deshaun or um. Dwayne Haskins um, died in a car accident. Uh, he he struggled at Ohio State and struggled at Steelers. Uh, yo, Adam Schefter, let the man rest in peace. Why do you have to bring up his his past things? Let the man rest in peace peacefully. And apparently, I didn't see the whole thing, but I think he apologized on Twitter. Like he had like a video, um, but I didn't I didn't see it. I think it was I think it was definitely forced. Um, I don't think it was sincere um, because. If it wasn't serious, he probably wouldn't have had that tweet in the first place. Um, what do you think about that, man? Like, obviously, probably gonna back. Probably, we we wouldn't be talking about Mason. I mean, you know, about Willis if it was for Dwayne Haskins because he was gonna back up Trubisky 
potentially. Um, so, I mean, what do you think about that man battle? Like this, the whole the yeah. tweet and and the Haskins story was definitely sad to hear. I, oh, I actually man. I fell asleep after I uh, I woke up early that day and uh, I will I woke up and you were the first guy who texted Jay uh, in our in our group chat. I, I saw it. Yeah, ripped Haskins, and then I, I I went on Twitter and I just saw everything, and I was like, wow. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, he had a, he was a great QB talent. You, you saw Ohio State; he was one of the better pocket passers in the country. Yeah, and then he uh, he went to Washington football team, played a few years there, went to went to Pittsburgh, and uh, I from what I've heard was he was just a great presence in that locker room in Pittsburgh. Tomlin loved him; the the players loved him. Uh, Chase Claypool actually had a video where he was crying, like it was. It, it, and I saw a video the day before, like he was hanging with Najee Harris, and, I, and he was sort of like just hyping up Najee Harris's outfit. And uh, it just goes to show you, like, life can be taken in, in an instant. And and I know, like, what he did on the on the road was just you, you sort of question it because when you're on the highway and you're a multimillionaire, you have AAA, you could call to fix your car. Why are you even getting out of the car? Stay there. I mean, you got a great future ahead of you, and it just, it sucks to, to see that because he had still a whole life. I I truly believe that Dwayne Haskins was gonna start one day again for another NFL team because he had the talent, and, and I think he would. And then Schefter tweeted that, and then he deleted it, and I was like, so you're gonna delete it and then put up another identical tweet and act like it didn't happen? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, dude. And then he did his little like, oh, I'm sorry to his family on his, his podcast. I mean, I what are you supposed to do in that situation? I think you're supposed to do something like that, which he did. I think this is gonna blow over in a few days once people cool down because it, it is a very emotional time. Because losing a guy like that in his prime of his life at 25 years old is it, it's sad, and people are are, are understand, understandably emotional uh, at, at those at something like this. So. Schefter was definitely in the wrong. He he worded it bad. He should have worded it better. He should have gone with the second tweet that he already that he threw out there before he went with the first tweet. But I, I think everyone was justifiable to, to hold Schefter accountable. Schefter is a premier NFL analyst. When you ask anyone in this le- in this NFL fandom, name an NFL analyst. Who's the first person they go to? Adam Schefter. He is you are the guy for football news. You cannot botch stuff like this. Because it makes ESPN look bad, it makes yourself look bad, it makes the league look bad, and frankly, you're defaming a player's name in, in his death, and it's not right. So Schefter, you, you got to be held more accountable, and I think he will be because now from now on, he knows that if something like this happens again, he could receive even more backlash and possibly lose his following. I'm thinking like that backlash there is uh, sports fans around like the world and in this country saying that oh he should lose his job after this tweet, but I mean maybe it could have been just in the moment like you know at the there's a thing called wrong place at the wrong time, um or you know what I'm saying and it's okay to tweet out about his death say okay just be like okay report the news okay the way it happens die in the car in a crash. But you don't have to bring up the man's past. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was kind of mad at him at first. But, yeah, that that's how I feel about that. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to the NBA. I've been dying to talk about the NBA. Um, 
I know your Nets. I'm not, I don't have my TV on. They're but playing right now. I, I haven't really been checking the score since like we've been doing the podcast, but I'm actually just going to look it up real quick. Well, so keep going with what you're doing. Yeah, so, I mean, the playing games are today. Um, I got the Nets uh, facing the Cavaliers. Yeah, Nets are nine and, right now. Oh, wow. Nets left. Oh, in, uh, in the fourth? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and the Clippers ha- are playing in Minnesota. But um, we're going to dive, dive into that a little bit later. But the, the top stories is I know Matt is not here, but I know me and him are Lakers fans. And I know yeah, you have a big smile on your face. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Um, uh, so when I, I first heard that Vogel was fired, the first person I heard it from was Adrian Wojnowski. Um, for people who don't know him, he is basically the adapter of the NBA. He breaks the news. Um, but it's weird that – uh, Vogel, during the press conference of the of the last game of the season, said that he 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 hasn't heard anything from front office that he's fired. So, why is it that an, or an NBA insider is hearing the news before the coach? Something's fishy. And apparently, um, in LeBron's um, end of the season press conference, or a reporter asked him, "Hey, LeBron, have you heard the news that?" Vogel has fired. I'm pretty sure low-key LeBron knew, but he said that he did not know. Um, he did not know that he got fired. Um, so, I mean, what do you think about this whole situation, man? Do you think it's like – do you think the Lakers like kind of like scapegoated uh, Frank Vogel? Because yeah. apparently – I you know what? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. The players underperformed. Is that his fault? Exactly. No. Exactly. I mean, yeah, his, his lineups were not great, but when you got five players, when you got a guy like Russell Westbrook that you're signing for all that money and you passed up on the De- DeMar DeRozan, LeBron sat out the last few games in a playoff run. Anthony Davis was injured the whole year. What is he to do? His supposed big three was not showing up. I don't think it's Vogel's fault. He's being made a scapegoat here. And I get it. Yeah, the, play, the coach, the coach, the coach. He's the they're paying the money to win games. But when your players aren't playing well, what else are you supposed to do? This guy won a finals a few years ago, and they're already getting rid of him. That's crazy. That's just, um, that's, that just goes to show you how big the GM's reach is. Mm. You definitely knew LeBron. LeBron, oh, I didn't know. You knew for sure. LeBron is definitely putting blame on Vogel. He's already one foot out the door in Los Angeles. Get ready for LeBron to leave once his contract's up. Oof. Um, so I I have in my notes that um, so Vogel wasn't informed until the day after the final game of the season. Um, I think uh, it broke the news officially. Uh, I think at four or five uh, p.m. the other day, um, after you know the players had the the, the Lakers had their end. Of, I think it was like fourteen players that had their end of season press conferences, um, including Westbrook. Um, so the, the news broke after, like, in between that time. Um, so uh, some big takeaways in LeBron's uh, in, in impressor. He said that he's going to let the front office make um, their decisions on who they're going to bring into the Lakers, but he will give advice 
to know what player, you know. But I don't know what that means, like, because he said he's going to set back that front office, take care of it uh, for the offseason, but he's going to give us some advice for what players he wants. Because, um, you know, we, we've always known that LeBron has been a GM behind closed doors. He, he uh, recruited Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, um, uh, Kyrie even. So he's he, he, behind the scenes. He's, you know, recruited players. Um, but it looks like he's taking a step back a little bit, a little bit um, to let the front office have to say. Um, I'm pretty sure LeBron had to say in bringing in the Russell Westbrook. And LeBron was shocked to see his his stock uh, this year because Westbrook was bad, awful. Like Matt was saying, awful. Um, and then he picked it up in the, at the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, I feel like the whole situation about the coach was very fishy from the start. Um, like you said, I wouldn't place the blame on Vogel um, because the big three, Russell Westbrook, Andrew Davis, and LeBron, only played 21, game, 21 games together this season. Half that due to 80s and LeBron's injury. And, and Russell also had more turnovers than field goals this year. Mm, right. He massively right. underperformed. And we were saying week in and week out on the show. He was not the same Russell Westbrook, and he's definitely going to find a new home next year. It's probably without a doubt. I heard LeBron quote something today like he didn't leave because he likes Russell, but like the man had more turnovers and field goals. He's more of a detriment so, to the team right now. I don't think he should really be around anymore. I think it's the best for the Lakers, the fans, and Russell Westbrook himself because of the whole shenanigans that he was going through this entire year with fans. If he just gets out of it. Yeah. I think you're uh, then kind of lagging a little bit. Your connection is a little bit. Oh, there you go. It's better now. No, but I was saying, like, another point I had is, like, it's kind of the same situation in, in Brooklyn. Uh, like, it was, like, when the big three, Kyrie, Harden, and, and KD. I mean, how come when those – I mean, those players only played together like for like 14 plus games, but I'm not sure if they had like a losing record. Um, but like, how come how come Nash wasn't Nash wasn't fired? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a well, at least Nash made the playoffs. That's well, why. Well, yeah. So I guess the next question is who would who would who? I mean, obviously, I mean the answer was pretty clear, but who has had the worst seasons? Because uh, the Nets and the Lakers. Because no, no, but I'm saying we all. We all, but I mean, the they were Nets both are, finals contenders, and Lakers didn't make the playoffs. Was the Nets made the playoffs? But the Nets are fighting for their life in a, in a playing tournament. You know what I'm saying? They're okay, the Lakers team. aren't. The Lakers are on the couch right now. I mean, but it's the same situation, man. I mean, I feel like no, it's wait, not. Get wait, out of not, here. Stop not, it. No, not, this kid's trying to say the Lakers me, had a better season than the Nets. You let me, are let, not saying that right now. Let, let me finish, man. I'm saying take the playoffs out of it. I'm saying the regular season. I mean, like they both have like. I mean, the East is kind of competitive. We 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 all know the East is more competitive than the West this year. We got the net the Nets. I mean, there are only two players in the in the West: the Suns, Warriors, Memphis. And then the rest is like the Jazz. But we got the Celtics, Bucks. You know, and I'm, just throw away the playoffs for right now. I'm saying as a whole, you know. The, the Kyrie situation, playing only a part-time situation. It's not his fault. 
I mean, Harden got shipped to freaking uh, to Philadelphia. He's not freaking producing right now. Um, so, I mean, they're kind of like in a, in a tough predicament. Um, so, I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of in, in the same boat. I mean, they haven't played together. Like, they only played like 14 games in the season. Yeah, I know the Nets are in the playoffs. I mean, but, I mean, like, this regular season as a whole, like, both teams – have not led up to expectations. Yeah. But the I guess the way it the chips fall, the Nets are in the playoffs or playing in tournament. Um I'm not sure what the score is right now, but I mean I think they did win two straight games, right? No, so the way the play in tournament works, seven plays eight, nine plays ten. Winner of seven and eight automatically gets the seven seed. The loser of that game plays the winner of nine ten. Loser of 9 10s out. So the winner of 9 10 plays the loser of 7 and 8. Winner of that game gets the 8 seed. Mm. Got you, got you, got you. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I mean, I'm happy that Kyrie can play um, full time now, but I mean, was it worth it? I mean, it, I think, it, I think it's worth it for now, but I mean, through the whole season, man, like, I mean, obviously it wasn't his fault that he, he couldn't play. Um, it was the New York policy, but um, I, I guess the chips fall where they fall. I mean, the Nets are playing in the tournament, and uh, and that's that. Um, do we have any other things to do we have any other things to talk about? I think, oh, yeah. oh, New oh, yeah, the Lakers. Uh, huh? Who do you think the next coach of the Lakers? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the coach of the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. So they're the candidates. I mean, I think it was Nick Nurse. I, I. Um, Full support of Nick Nurse for us. Yeah. Um, Mark Jackson. I like Mark Jackson, too. Um, mm-hmm. He's a good one. I didn't put it on the list, but I think it was uh, Fisdale. He's in-house for the Lakers. Um, yeah. Assistant coach. And I think Quinn Doc Snyder. Rivers too. Doc Rivers, too. I don't want Doc Rivers, to be honest, man. I, I think Nick Nurse is definitely the guy because Nick Nurse took a team in Toronto this year. That was a bunch of scrubs outside of Van Vliet and Siakam. And they finished with a record of 47 and 30. Oh, no. They finished with a record of 48 and 34. They're going to be, I think, a, a five seed in the playoffs this year. And outside of Van Vliet and Siakam, the rest are all scrubs. Scotty Barnes, maybe not. But everyone else, scrubs. So, Nick can can elevate low-end talent, make him a pretty good team. Give him LeBron James, what's he going to do? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, I can. I think they they play the Toronto in the playoffs uh, in round one. I think, and I, I mean, I believe the don't. I might be crazy, but I think the Toronto can knock off the seven sixes. Man, if Harden can't step up, because like Harden is not, because Harden is not. Think about it. Like Embiid is terrific. He's obviously in the MVP race with uh, the Joker doing his thing. Uh, he was, I think he was a C, he, he just had the, um, um, the highest, I guess, points per game, like the, 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 the top score, um, title. That's so uh, he's, yeah, MB got it, yeah. He's set, he's set. I mean, I'm worried about like, Thi- I mean, did you hear about Thibault? Like, Thibault is, yeah, he's not like a good defensive guy, good defensive, uh, well, good defense, but I'm saying, like, with the vaccination, like, he might not even be able to play because, like, he's vaccinated, he had, he has one shot, yeah, so he's gonna miss half the games, 
half the game. So, I mean, I uh, t- Toronto is a slippery team. They got Van Fleet. They have um, Pasquale. Um, I mean, yeah, Pascal Siakam. Um, and they have, I mean, they have Barnes. They have players um, that can, you know, shock the um, the the semi sixers. But the only reason why I would say that they would shock them is because if Harden doesn't produce in the playoffs, because he's not the sixty point shooting guard he used to be in Houston. Um, I mean, like he can still get you a bucket, but he's not consistent in these last couple of games, like in the regular season. So. I mean, that's where I draw a line with them being a shocker. So don't be surprised if, like, Toronto comes back and, like, and beats them because of that. Yeah, I, I think Toronto's got a good team. I, I mean, what I'm saying is, like, I don't think outside of their three in Van Vliet, Siakam, and Barnes, they really got much. Oh, so, they have um, uh, they had, um Gary Trent uh, Gary Trent Jr. He's a good shooter. Yeah, yeah but, like, come on. Any star power, really? Not really. Family was an all-star outside of that, really nothing. I, I think Nick Nurse elevated this team to new heights. And I think if he gets the shot with Lakers head coach with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they're going to be a number one seed next year. Well, well, the thing with the Lakers is um, like they, they don't have the cap space, man, because, I mean, there are seven players under contract. I mean – Well, if they trade they- Russ – well, yeah, that, that frees up some space. But, I mean, we need to get rid of these old players, man. I mean, I like – I mean, Dwight Howard. Um, I mean, he's more of a bench, a bench Mello. role. Mellow. I mean, uh, none didn't even play the whole season. That was a waste of cap, uh, money. Um, Trevor Reeves is kind of in, inconsistent. So, I mean, Taylor yeah. Tucker, yeah. Tucker yeah. was the, the disappointment. Gotta get rid of some guys. Lakers but need they did start. find some last minute um stars. I mean, I know they did uh that dude from the G League or that uh the white uh what's his name? Uh, I forgot his name. Not not Austin Reed with the other guy, and then they have this other dude, uh, number 40. And then um I mean so they have some some young talent that, that they can develop, but they need to find another all-star kind of player to replace Russell Westbrook. I mean, me and Matt are taking John Wall, maybe, but I, I, mean, I don't think John Wall's gotten injured these last few years, and I think he's just the same. He might be a slightly better shooter than Russell Westbrook, but it's not by much. You're still gonna have the same problem. Yeah. So, uh, so we so we mentioned, um, I think Nick Nurse, um, Doc Rivers, um, I think uh, Nick, Nick Nurse, and then I think we uh, Quinn Snyder, but. He came out to say that he doesn't. He didn't like how the Lakers uh, dealt with the whole vocal situation. So he, I think he's gonna back out of that of that whole talk um, and focus on coaching the Utah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. Like um, the way it, it, it all comes back to how the Lakers dealt with the situation with the coaching thing because um, with these coaches coming in as candidates, they're thinking, "Dang, they screwed Vogel up." Why? Why would I be a coach for this team if, if they're going to do that to me? Yeah, I don't blame. So, you. I don't blame coaches, but I mean, like we got, like you said, Nick Nick Nurse, um, championship caliber coach. Um, I know. Um, I think Alvin Gentry is a candidate too. I'm not sure for Lakers, but I know he's a free agent as as it comes to coachings. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I know. Um, 
Rob Palenka said in his presser that he wants a, a new voice. And um, so they have a lot of a lot of work to do in this offseason. So I mean, I'm excited to see if LeBron like stays back and lets front office do what they got to do. Um, because apparently, when LeBron makes teams, it's not there's not they're not good like this season, like with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. I mean, obviously they won a championship without before Russell came in, but maybe LeBron will step back, take a little break, let them decide. And if hey, if the coaching staff wants. LeBron's advice on a player, then LeBron will give it to him. But um, yeah, I mean, it, oh, and my, um, so Monte Williams um, is got uh, honors uh, for a nominee for Coach of the Year. I think is well deserved. Yep. Um, two straight years in a row, best record. I'm not sure if the Suns did it. Did it the best? No, it was the second best record in the West last year. Last year, first this year. Yep. Uh, um, finals last year. This year they've been. 62 plus wins. Devin Booker was an MVP candidate this year. Chris Paul played out of his mind when he was playing. He's got a great young core. Those songs right now are my favorites to win the championship. And Monty Williams is definitely the reason because of that. This guy has built in his first two years in Phoenix a powerhouse. And and the coaches all see it. The coaches all see Monty Williams. You've seen his pregame, postgame talks in the locker room. That team is poised. They're ready. They always are calm and collected when when the first tip hits, and they're ready to go. And I, I think he well deserves. And his game plans have always been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, um, the Suns. I think the Lakers should take a uh, play out of their playbook because they have. I mean, they have some young and old players. They got Chris Paul there. Um, they got a young, uh, still a young kind of uh, well, an older veteran than Chris Paul in the locker room. For 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 Booker, um, we got Mikel Bridges, the guy Aiden, all these young players, um, and that's what I think. I believe the Lakers should model the team after. I know it's gonna be hard with the cap space, but I mean that's a perfect example, like of how they can mix match old and young players. Um, I know I didn't put it on the list, but I know we, uh, there's other awards. I mean MVP. Uh, I heard that um, Joker kind of has it wrapped up, but indeed is like on his tail. In that race, I think Joker, the Joker has it. Who's your Who's your Rookie of the Year this year, man? Mobley. Mobley, man. I think it's a uh, Kaminga, man. You think Kaminga? Yeah. I thought it was either Mobley or Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner. Franz, Franz Wagner. I thought. I thought he was. A, I thought he was like a sophomore in the league. Franz Wagner. No. Yeah. I thought. I, I thought the Lakers had him. You might be thinking of someone else. I, I I know it was a Wagner, but I know it was Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner was a uh, was a rookie for Orlando. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, you, might I mean, Mo, you might be thinking of Mo Wagner. Yeah, Mo. Yep, yep, that's him. Yeah, yeah. yeah Franz Wagner's his brother, I think. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Makes sure makes sense. I mean, yeah, and then I mean, uh, say so. So you said uh, either um, Wagner or. Um, or Mobley. Mobley. I think Cunningham is going to come in third. I just don't think he was efficient enough. Cade. Uh, Cade's got some potential. He just, I don't know. Sometimes he just doesn't use it. Yeah. I, um, who else did we, did, did we, uh, so MVP, uh, is it decent player of the year? Uh, I think it's, it's going to be Gobert. It should either be Derek Williams for, uh, from Boston, 
or it should be Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Sure, Marcus Smart had a great year. Marcus Smart had a really good year on the defensive side of the ball. I think Thibault also has to be in the discussion as well. Very good defender. Um, I, I like your your Gobert take. I think Gobert's always in the running. Yeah, he's always in the running. The NBA loves his his defense because he's a great shot blocker. But uh, yeah, I I think those few guys that I mentioned, uh, White and or no, Williams and and uh, Marcus Smart are definitely the guys I think are going to win defensive player of the year. Yeah. Well, I think that's wraps up for this today's episode. Um, I'm I'm George on the week. I'm my boy Ed Cafone in the building, man. Thank you for joining joining the show today, man. Ah, and, dude, um, always. Yep, it was a good show, man. So, uh, so we'll be back probably next next week with another another episode. Probably some more new news coming out, and uh, so we'll see y'all later. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.